Hello and welcome to the Fancy Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host and commissioner, Pat Polk, and I'm here as per usual with my frequent co-pilot, Nick Spears. Say hello, Nick. Saturday! September? September! <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, today... I scared, my dog. I scared my dog doing that. There you go. He literally shut up. He was asleep. Aww. He shut up. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, a little bit later... I've got a special performance in store for you guys because I lost the bet uh, when I played Nick. And I also, as we'll talk about shortly, crapped to the bed this week. So it is just a rock'em sock'em week for me and my fantasy football performances. So I'm really excited about everything. Look, everything went wrong this week. It wasn't great. Turns out it didn't matter because... It didn't matter at all. Well, if I had been able to beat Meg Collins, uh, sorry, Meg Murphy, who did not have a complete lineup, <clears throat> I would have had a bye. So, you know, instead I decided to crap. Let's just go for it. Let's just go through week 13, the final week of the regular season. Talk about how crappy I was, how strongly no I'm finishing. No more foreplay. Let's just get into it. Let's get into it. Uh, let's start with the best match by far. Jen will be pleased to know that was hers, where she again scored the second most points in the league and lost because she played the team with the first most points. That's right. Uh, the girly men, Annalisa versus the ignorant sluts, Jen, 116.6 to 94.3. Annalisa was the only one to break 100, and there were a lot of people most notably myself who fell far short of breaking a hundred. Uh, and so Jen finishes five and eight, even though she scored the second most points in the league on the regular season. That mm. is not what you want. That pretty much sums up Jen's season in a nutshell. Yeah. So she finished seventh, the first team out of the playoffs. Uh, so, so first loser. Yes, and as far as a no fear shirt slogan goes, <laughs> seventh place is just the first loser. I think did that's you how own it is. a no fear shirt. I, I own owned one? at least one, and maybe like a a few no fear like folders or something. I definitely had some. Folders? I definitely saw like second place oh, is the first oh, loser. Wait, wait. There are no fear folders. I'm pretty sure. I'm okay. sure there was no fear. Everything, man. It was all over the place. I mean, branding good for them, but I did not know that. Yeah, I I knew shirt and pants and clothes and whatever, but folders. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I could be wrong. But anyway, it was everywhere. And second place right. is just the first loser. Was definitely on some no fear products, for sure. What did we yeah. What did we predict out of the Annalisa versus Ignorant Sluts match? Oh, should, oh, should we do this as we go? Yeah. Uh, we both picked the sluts. Well, we were we, wrong on that one. Again, huh? we had the benefit of having three games in on Thursday, we recorded again on Friday, and yet we both picked this wrong. Yep, it was uh, it was a surprise. It was a surprise. Let's talk about the most exciting match of the week, and that would be Peristaltic Chain Reaction versus Vance Down by the River. That would be the current Super Boost versus the All Time Boost. Uh, Alex, um, at two, well, he, he was one and 11 before this game 
and Van Stam of the River, who was eight and four before this game. But no, Alex said, I will win again. And he won 90.6 to 87.4. Very close match. Uh, Abby clearly disappointed by this outcome because uh, if she had won, you know, she would have solidly second place as far as record. However, she don't care because she's still second place overall and gets the bye for week one in the playoffs. So she lost, but still got a bye. Didn't matter that she had the noble distinction of being the only other win for Alex besides you. You know what? I When you're talking, I'm thinking up some things. I'm going to say it's going to be about how I'm so thankful that the boost did me the one nice thing she's ever done for me, which is go ahead and lose to Alex. Yeah. And yet you have to stick it in at the end. So now I don't really feel good saying it. Uh, and I was going to be complimentary to the boost. You can still, you can compliment the boost. Nah, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I think she had like the, maybe like fourth highest score on the week or something like that. She, she had a, a totally fine score, just happened to lose to Alex, shockingly. And uh, yeah, so that happened, but still second place, so can't complain. Let's move on to the last fully respectable match. That would be you versus Casey. What's that? The Pats versus... Oh, I see why you lost, because it still says Pat dead by meat heart attack. You did not change your name. Uh, when you played against Casey, and that's your problem. There's your problem. I uh, diagnosed it. There, there's, there's a problem right there. There's your problem. And so yeah. final score, 89.4 to 82.6. So totally, you know, fine. Not great, but not bad scores, especially this week where there were some stinkers. Stinkers. To be fair, stinkers. I perfectly intended on changing the name to Pat's Dead by Meat Heart Attack, so... What that is the Pats to mm-hmm. Pats, so you, you wanted to pull the out. Casey. Yes, exactly. Uh, would have been perfect, just didn't. And yeah. so, I mean, I, I could probably change it right now while I'm thinking about it. But eh. well, the games are about to start for first week of the playoffs, so it's too late now. Oh yeah, and what do we predict for Alex versus Abby, and for you versus Casey? Okay, so for Alex versus Abby. Shockingly, we both picked Abby. That's weird. The second place yeah. team over the last place team. Why would we would do have that? Would have guessed. Would have guessed. Got it both wrong. We were and wrong. Then, then uh, for me versus Casey, you bet on yourself, so I bet on myself. And you hate me because you're a terrible friend, so you bet against me. Well, with Casey, so I lost. You won. Woo! Still not a stellar week. Not a great performance for my betting, but I'm gonna tell you right now this combined this is our definitely our worst week yeah and like we we have good, some good weeks in here you uh, and you famously have a bunch of perfect weeks this is i want to say the opposite of that because literally it's not but still i just want to you you, you, only, you only got two right i got one right so i just want to thank you for saying i famously got several perfect weeks because everyone knows far and wide everybody knows that i got perfects because that's just what happens yeah i Uh, i've been talking to my neighbors recently and they're like (laughs) 
I got damn it, I can't believe Pat picked another perfect week. They this were four? I'm like, no, it's five. It's five now. Five. And then I go to the other neighbor and they're like, Is it six? I'm like, No, 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 no. Step it down a notch. It's only five. Let's not give him too many errors. But he did pick another perfect week. So be cool. It's fine. So these these are the conversations I have on a day to day basis. I'm I'm sorry that people are constantly coming up to you and asking why I'm so good at picking our league's matchups. I mean, we have so many listeners. Yeah, it's true. Trying to slowly grow it. As I said, I think I had a, my personal record of seven people's voices on the episode last week. So that is certainly higher than the average number One, of two, listeners. One, two, three, five, Meg, six. Oh, and, oh, and, Yep, no, no, seven. We're at seven. You're absolutely right. Seven. Pretty good. Pretty good, right? Yeah. Uh, moving right along, you can't beat the Mingo versus Russ Wilson's Football Planet. As mentioned, this was uh, this is the closest one on paper. Uh, two teams that were pretty close in the standings. Obviously, earlier in the season, Meg Collins was going off, but she slowed down a little bit, and it didn't look like a good week for her on paper. And it turned out uh, to not be a good week uh, in practice. That would be. Gary winning 87.9 to 61.6. I mean, this is the equivalent of, like, one of the Colts with Peyton Manning would just take off week 17 because they didn't care. This is what's happening here. Like, no one cares. Yeah, she, uh, you would think Eagles defense versus Miami would do better than negative one. And... However you say it, Brett Maher, Maher, uh, the kicker for Dallas, negative one also. Two people with less than one, less than zero. That's not great. You, I like to country to a lot, but I, even I don't. It. Brett Maher, Maher, I have no idea. I, I'm, I don't go deep on kickers. But yeah. yes, with the Eagles defense, I think e- the Eagles defense is still thinking to themselves, like, how in the shit did we give them 31 points to the Dolphins? Like, yeah. That's rough. Their, quarter, their quarterback went to Harvard and has the hugest beard in the NFL and has seven kids. And yet, he has seven kids. Reason, he has seven kids. I did not know that. I knew I knew yeah. about Fitzmagic, but I didn't know that. Yeah, no. Fitzmagic has seven kids. He's only being. He's only being out. He's only being. <laughs> well, there's something magic about him. And I'll wink, just, wink. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Uh, he's only being outclassed by Philip Rivers, which is like the unbeatable record. A hundred and seventy-five kids. No, who was that? Who was that? Uh, who was the like cornerback for the Eagles that was on Hard Knocks that was struggling to name all of his kids? Anthony Cromartie, fourteen yep. Anto- children. Antonio Cromartie. Antonio, sorry, Antonio Cromartie, fourteen children total. Is fourteen? Fourteen. Shit. One four. Shit. Okay, I really thought it was like. Eight and he couldn't get to it. His fourteen kids. Look at this point. I understand why he can't name them all, but damn, dude, like just wrap it up, son. Wow. Cromartie married Terika Kaysen, who starred on *Ease Candy Girls* on July second, twenty ten. Kaysen gave birth to a daughter in April twenty ten, a son in early twenty twelve, twins in twenty sixteen, and in August twenty seventeen, a daughter. Camardi has 14 total children with many different women. The phrasing on Wikipedia is with many different women. Oh. <laughs> Whew. I've recently come 
aware of how sometimes like a, a reputable newspaper can really just be as shitty as they can be when it's something like that with with many different women like there's some good phrasing sometimes that can really just send the exact message that you want to yeah that that accounts for five with his wife so that would be nine additional children with other individuals uh during the 2010 season Cromartie required a five hundred thousand dollar advance from the new york jets to pay delinquent child support five hundred thousand dollars in delinquent child support yes sir Wow. So, anyway, uh, as far as quarterbacks go, obviously, Philip Rivers not getting touched. But as far as NFL players, Antonio Cromartie, number one. Oh, look, quarterbacks, I'm going to say, Philip Rivers doesn't even swear. So, like, when he has eight kids, it's real intentional. I'm going to go on this limb, and I have no idea about what it is, but based on the fact that there's a clip with Antonio Cromartie not being able to name his kids, I'm willing to bet that all those kids are not exactly intentional. We, I'm having fun talking about people fathering a lot of children, but I must uh, talk about the turd fest. Let's talk about George Foreman. <laughs> all the Georges. Uh, name all of his children, go. George, 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 and George. I don't whether well, five or more than five. I, th- I know uh, there are honestly, five. Honestly, I think five. Yeah. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Anywho, uh, I lost a terrible stink poop fest against Megan Murphy. Uh, good enough and smart enough uh, have, versus Bill Swirsky. We have to talk about. Fans. We have to talk about football now. Yeah, I just we uh, gotta get through. We gotta swallow the pill that fine. is week thirteen. The final fine. score was a whopping seventy six point four to forty seven point eight. I scored less than fifty. Uh, according to our league statistician Jennifer Murphy, this was my all-time low score. I I've will, met her. yeah, I will tell you, I did not fail to set my lineup. Everyone started. No one was injured. No one is even injured mid-game. It's just they decided not score points. I got uh, one, two, three, four, five people out of nine starters who scored one point or less, uh, including a zero out of Tyler Lockett, who is sometimes very good. 0.8 out of Ronald Jones the second. Uh, 0.8 out of Terry McLaurin. I don't really know that guy, but I wanted to fill in at wide receiver. One point out of Hunter Henry. And Terry McLaurin. Point. He's he's the guy. He made some cars or something. Yeah, I think so. He, he okay. has a very he has a really fast car. And uh, uh, Zane okay. Gonzalez, the kicker for Arizona, also one point in a seven to thirty four blowout against the Rams. So that didn't go well. So anyway, I super duper sucked. If I had won, alternately, because both – I'm not going to win any tiebreakers. As you know, I didn't score a lot of points this season. Uh, so if I had won because both Abby and Meg Collins lost, um, I would have had a bye. But instead, I scored 47 points. So it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you decide just not to play football this week or – uh, my guys, in, but I told I told uh, Gary who I'm playing in week one of the playoffs, which we'll talk about in a bit. His name is Gare Bear. Go Gare Bear. Uh, that this is really going to work out to my advantage because all my guys are hungry now. They're going to complain that they didn't get the ball enough. They need to feed them the ball. These are stars. They need to be able to show their prowess, and so they're going to be 
complaining in the media. They're going to be getting in the quarterback's ear. They're going to get the ball for week one of the playoffs, and I'm going to score 200 points. That's my prediction. 200, put it down. I mean, that'd be like a record or something. Yeah. But, yeah. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. 200 points? Good 200 points week one Good of the playoffs. You. Good for you. I'm not blaming you, so who cares? Go yeah. For it. Go for 200. Really just just work work out your frustrations out, and mm-hmm. then the next week it, week when maybe we don't play, I have no idea how the matchups work out. Just get out of your system. Just go ahead. There is no scenario in which we play each other in the second week of the playoffs. So Perfect. So, so then do whatever the hell you want. I don't care. Uh, yeah, I hope to uh, do well. Let me tell you, remember when I was talking about how at the very nope. first week of the season I said, you know, Christian McCaffrey, I like that. He's really good. If he was available at three to me, I totally would have picked him up, uh, which is not like a crazy thing. But I was like, I definitely actually liked him more than Alvin Kamara, and I said so. Uh, looking now at their positional rank, Alvin Kamara scoring 11.6 points per week. Not great for a first-round pick running back. Is he is he 99 in med next year? I don't believe he is, no. But you know who is? Christian McCaffrey, number mm. one running back, averaging 23.3 points per week. I would like to just have 12 points tacked on to my score every week. Because I swapped Christian McCaffrey for Alvin Kamara. That would have been better for me. So Well, then you should have been worse last year. Well, I should have. I Yeah, so so that's on you. It's on me. Anyway Christian McCaffrey proving once again that if you just have a rich daddy, basically the world's your oyster. I'm gonna go ahead and say he's actually good at football and his uh material wealth did not directly cause that. I think he's actually also talented in addition to wealthy. Well, yeah, but he's probably talented because he is wealthy. So, yeah, it's it's a little uh, chicken egg scenario we're talking about here. So, uh, it, with that, uh, the final standings of the regular season, a little bit of jumbling, not much. Uh, was that the Pats finished number one at ten and three? Boom. And, and then we got a one, two, three, four-way tied eight and five tiebreaker by points scored, which of course puts me at the bottom because I didn't do great. So second place, Abby, eight and five with the most points in the league, thirteen sixty-nine. Third place, Russ Wilson's Football Planet, Meg Collins with thirteen fifty. Fourth place with twelve sixty-two. Gary jumps me in the final standings because of my pathetic week, twelve sixty-two. And then I'm in fifth with 1246. I just uh, want to say, shocking that Gary is there uh, with only like an acceptable amount of quarterbacks. I know, right? He really pulled off a two-week winning streak uh, opposed to my three-week losing streak. He really just jumped, jumped, jumped at the end of the season. And then, as we know, the last team in the playoffs would be you uh, at seven and six, one game behind, and you scored twelve hundred and thirty-five points. And then in seventh place, as mentioned, Jennifer Murphy with the second most points, thirteen sixty-three, six fewer points than Abby, the number one team, but she is seventh at five and eight. Uh, eighth place, the Girly Men, eleven sixty-two. Ninth place, Meg Murphy, good enough and smart enough with eleven thirty-eight. And tenth place, precipitous drop. The only sub 1000 team by far 995 
Alex, um, so uh, like 140 points behind the second fewest points. Like who else, who would ever possibly lose that jerk? I know it must be embarrassing, um, but I can't, I, this is my week to not at all. I cannot like trash talk because. I showing. know because you're terrible at it. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so of course. Two things. One, I want to say me skating by and just getting in just above the minimum. Sounds mm-hmm. like my high school career in a nutshell. That's that exactly what it is. Seems you're, that is different because as I am aware, and probably most of our listeners are aware, you graduated valedictorian from your high school, correct? Technically true. So if you're saying you barely, I can understand that you feel you did not work hard enough to warrant graduating valedictorian, but I think skating by enough to be valedictorian is different than skating by to get sixth place in a league of 10. Okay. One, I hate you. Two, uh, there is a weird thing. This is a, uh, admission that I would like to make that I will, if you ever call me on this again, I will totally be a dickhead about it. But what my high school did was we didn't have pluses or minuses. So you can be like in a B plus area. It was either it was a 90, you got an A. It was an 89, you got a B. So I lived at like 92%. And just all the time. Right there. Huh. Well, not all the time. But like there's certain classes, like as long as I got into I'm like, don't care. Fine. We're, we're good. We're good. Moving on. So that's where I lived. I got, well, I think it was a two B's total in high school. And it was one of them. One of them was a class I had with like the salutatorian who is now a doctor. So, I mean, she won in the long run either way. Uh, the second thing I was going to say was poor Jen. Oh my God. This sounds so bad just because she's so close to like the most points in the league and somehow is just been statistically anomalied all the way down to seven. Good Lord. I cannot wait to hear the podcast where she just airs out everything, everyone and everybody and stats in general. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't hear where out stats, but it, I feel like Jen's going to figure out a way to do it. Speaking of which, programming note, um, some ladies of the league are going to record um, a podcast. I guess it's kind of a response podcast, maybe. I don't know. But anyway, there will be another podcast this week recorded by some of the fancy ladies. So uh, enjoy this. This is not Meg over Meg? No. This is... In In the WhatsApp chain, I suggested Meg over Meg, a reaction. There you go. We'd actually have to have Meg Murphy listen to the podcast and then actually go ahead and record a podcast. She could so, record it without listening to it. I guess you could do a lot of things. I barely listen to these things, so cool. Yeah. Anywho, uh, that wraps up week 13, and that brings us to... That's right. It's... Podcast halftime. Welcome. Welcome. 
to podcast halftime. Uh, so, Nick, uh, do we have a sponsor? Uh, no, we don't because I had three or four sponsors lined up, but then they listened to the old podcast and realized, no, this is not family-friendly content that we can uh, give to our masses. So, other than Chico's Bell Bonds, which I felt like was not the best sponsor we could have, I decided, you know what, we're just going to omit it this week. Okay. We, well. don't, we don't need that kind of cash. Yeah, I'm not going to sell out the Fancy Fancy Football Podcast. Only the finest D-tier sponsors for me. Uh, all right, so... We, we, I, are, we are literally passing up tens of dollars. I don't even think that's true. But uh, anyhow... We were passing up ten dollars. Yeah. Uh, we were passing up a dollar that we had to split between us. Probably. With tax. So, man... interest. Let me tell you, uh, the the big show is coming soon. As mentioned, we lo- I lost the bet. and The big Meg- show, like the wrestler? Yep, exactly. The big show is going to be on later. Special guest. Oh, uh, sweet. That guy's cool. <clears throat> so your lovely wife chose a song for me that uh, I'm sure okay. everyone will uh, wait, 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 wait. Back up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Set the context. Do the Stanley. What Stanley said was every uh, comic book is someone's first comic book so you can't just like jump in on it so what you're trying to say is two weeks ago you and i played to, against each other in this fantasy football thing that apparently we've been talking about we had a bet similar to the bet that we had from the what was it week three what, what week was it what when we play first that would be week three yes week three okay from week three where the loser had to sing a karaoke version, or just a karaoke song, of the opponent's wife's choice. Mm -hmm. So, uh, in week three, uh, you won, despite my best intentions. And so then I had to sing, was it, I want to say, I would say it's Saturday, but it's not. It's, a, it's September. September. Mm-hmm. Okay. By Earth, Wind, and Fire. In, in my head, it was Saturday. I don't know why. It's the, they're both time terms that start with S. Yeah, so, fine. 7 uh, p.m. Uh, we discussed this. You briefly mentioned that it might have been a Jonas Brothers song, because I wanted something with a lot of falsetto. Mm-hmm. But I think Meg crushed it, given the time period and the fact that there could be a lot of falsetto. So... Meg Collins chose what song? All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. Oh, dear God. Yes, sir. That That's that's next to impossible. It is uh, notably harder than September, which is already not the easiest song. Uh, but... See, here's the thing. I feel like September, I could funny my way through that. And like just do falsetto and go with it, but like Mariah Carey, in, unless you're gonna go really really bad with it, man, there's not quite not gonna work out well. I'm looking forward to it, and I think so is everyone listening. But before we get to that momentous occasion, oh, boo! I wanted to uh, to have a little uh, podcast halftime segment about Black Friday. Black Friday just happened. I was wondering 
if you have any Black Friday experience, any traditions, any any shopping, uh, and I can talk a little bit about my last few years of uh, excessively early beer acquisition. Well, I will tell you that, uh, honestly, no. Cool. Um, <laughs> mostly because uh, it's never, Black Friday's never really been a thing for me. Um, Meg has tried to do it a couple times. Meg's family's tried to do it a couple times, at least during the time period that I've been around. I think there was one time that we sat outside of a, like a Target or a, like a Best Buy or something. And we're in line, and it was on. I think this was actually on Thursday night, and we sat there for a good hour, hour and a half, maybe two hours, watching a movie on one of our phones. Before the like clerk went down the line and was like, "Hey, what 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 are you in line for?" Because there were like four or five decent deals, and the one deal we wanted was like uh, a TV that was something. And he said, "Now nah, that they're already used up, so the I was like the only thing left is like a camera. I'm like we don't want this camera, so we literally sat there for two hours uh, in the cold on pavement, and then got up and left without a moment's notice because we said there's no reason why we're even going to stay here, so we're out. That's like almost literally my only Black Friday story. But I was going to ask you because I was actually." driving down the streets and I saw a sign that said something about Bourbon County Stouts and I realized I hadn't asked you about and we had not received any uh, photos about uh, Black Friday waiting in line at 5 a.m. for Bourbon County Stouts. So what's up? Yes, uh, I believe definitely since I think 20, I believe 2013 is the first year I did it. Maybe 2014 at the latest. Um, I have participated in the Black Friday release of Goose Island's Bourbon County Stout. Um, good old Casey Johnson first introduced me to Bourbon County Stout. From Wisconsin? Yeah, Casey Johnson from Wisconsin. Um, introduced me to Bourbon County Stout, and I, I loved it. And uh, I learned that they release it on Black Friday, and especially if you want any of the specially flavored variants, um, besides just the regular, then you pretty much have to partake of the black friday release um in order to have a chance at those things so for several years um interestingly jen's mom pam has uh she hates bourbon county she can't drink it if she wanted to but she is enthusiastic about my love of it and so um prior to this year for several consecutive years which is kind of precious i know it's like the nicest thing a mother-in-law could do we have waited in line at the glen ellen binnies binnies does the biggest releases for bourbon county uh starting on the order of 5 a.m waiting in line to get it and so it'd be me and pam and then you know sometimes kyle murphy would be there sometimes megan uh sometimes dave so uh, me plus one to three mules would wait in line at five in the morning for a 9 a.m. open on Black Friday at the Glen Ellen Binnies. And so I would get, uh, you know, two to four allotments of what they release at that Binnies. And so then I'd have a ton of Bourbon County Stout for the year. And, uh, you know, it was good. Which so, you still have. Oh, yes. I still have. I 
hesitate to uh, estimate, but uh, more certainly way more than 100 bottles of Bourbon County Stout, probably on the order of like 120, 150, uh, something like that. So anyway, this year... Um, and, and yet you still won't bet me though. You still would not bet me those Bourbon County Stout. Bottles. I wouldn't bet you all of it. You wanted to bet my entire, uh, you know, cellar, so to speak. Versus one bottle. Yes. But to be fair, the odds were... Derrick Henry goes for like 45 points in fantasy football, which would be legitimately in the 90th percentile. Speaking of which, two things. Uh, first of all, you should not be no. bringing up fantasy football during halftime. This is halftime. But uh, let's look at the standings and see if you averaged 136 points per week. Uh, you scored 1,235.5. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, out of okay, so, uh, 13 uh, out of nine weeks. weeks. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Nine it was weeks. actually uh, 13 weeks. So if you divide, divide 1,200 by 9, two, three, then nine, I'm pretty five, sure it's five, like 130 or something. Uh, that would be 95.0 points per week. So just a bit shy of 135 per week. Uh, so I win the bet. So I get, I believe you said, a handful of straws from uh, uh, a from restaurant. Subway. Yes, Subway Straw. So, sure. ha-ha, winner. Okay, next time I see you, I will give you a handful of straws. They may or may not be grabbed from Subway. I don't know. But uh, you'll have straws in your possession. Excellent. Separately, so anyway, back to Bourbon County South. So this year... I feel like, I feel like I'm being jobbed on this, though. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel don't... like. I mean, this is like a sad correction away from me losing this one. So, yeah, you. you were, I think you're winning on technicality. You were very close to scoring forty more points per week. It's true. Yep. It, that so long as we're both on the same page. Um. So, uh, this year for for the Bourbon County release, I did things differently. So, first of all, as mentioned, I have too much of it uh, from the previous years. I do not come close to drinking it at the rate that I acquire it, even though I acquire it one day a year. So uh, you should really make more bets with me and lose them. I mean, I could lose a couple, just not all of it at once. So I deliberately, I was like, I'm going to not get this much this year. And so I said, Murphy Buckley's thank you for the offer, but I'm going to go, I'm going to fly solo Mur this Buckley's. year. Exactly. I decided to go alone and not Buckley's. have mules. Um, so I went alone and because I was going alone, I decided let's go crazy. Let's not go to the Glen Ellen binnies that I've gone to for several years in a row. Let's go to the main binnies in Lincoln park. That's right at the, um, goose Island brew house and tap room. That is the, the bourbon County release in the world. Uh, the biggest one. And they have a slightly better allotment that they give you if you are there than at the other binnies. And also, uh, they the big advantage from my perspective was that they open at 7 a.m. instead of 9 a.m. So I got there. At That's an advantage? Because you don't have to wait in line as long because it opens earlier. I'm going to get there hours early. But that just means you regardless. have to get there at like 2 a.m. instead of 5 a.m. Well, at the Glen Allen Binnies, we would get there around 5, and we were around, like, 20th in line, 20 to 25th, usually. Uh, and we would and just... That, and that would guarantee you basically everything you wanted. 
that would get you a one allotment per person just it was and usually we were right on the bubble between like people after us did not get everything usually so we were right at the limit of where you could be to get everything uh getting there at five and so waiting outside on black friday for four hours in the cold and sometimes rain so that at, sounds awful so at the lincoln park binnies i got there at four thirty. Only a half an hour earlier, but of course, and also it's actually a, f- so I went home, uh, because we weren't going to spend the night at Jen's parents' place. So it was actually a faster drive to go to Lincoln park from my apartment than it is to go to Glen Ellen. So that was interesting to me, but anyway, got there at four 30, got in line. Really true. Yeah. Yeah. From your house, it was quicker to go to Lincoln park than Glen Ellen. Yes, sir. At four, at four o'clock in the morning. Yep. It, with no traffic either way it's a little bit faster to go to lincoln park interesting okay uh so i got there and it is obviously a much bigger open they close the entire parking lot and have very elaborate uh little dividers for the line to snake throughout the entire um parking lot they had a lincoln um, park Benes, is that the one that's kind of like off one of this angle streets like elston or something yes it is angled and it's right next it is literally right next to the uh, Goose Island um, tap room. And uh, they had an L car in the parking lot that was for Goose Island, and they were serving uh, coffee and playing music. And anyway, I got there at 4.30, and I was 468th in line as opposed to 20th in line. Um, but and, now, and then you regretted going to Lincoln Park instead of Glen Ellen. False, because... The first 1,000 people are guaranteed a full allotment at Lincoln Park. So I could have arrived at like 6 a.m., it turns out, and gotten a full allotment. Uh, and I was too early. So actually... So, so who's a dumbass now? Exactly. Going to Lincoln Park is so much easier. If anyone wants to wait outside in the cold and a little bit of rain uh, to get Bourbon County, highly recommend going to the main release uh, in Lincoln Park. That's my recommendation. So it went very smoothly. Uh, obviously, to check could out... lived in your West Loop apartment and then just took a, like a $5 Uber ride, gotten there at like 6 a.m., and you've been perfect. Yeah, I mean, I could have gotten there at 6 a.m. this year if I knew. I drove myself, uh, so I had to pay. I went to metered parking. That was a little bit complicated because I was there way before the meters turned on. But anyway, uh, now I know in the future I could get there at like 6. So next year I'll go back to Lincoln Park, but I'll just go up way later. Uh, and it worked out swimmingly. Obviously, it takes a while to check out 500 people or 1,000 people at Binnie's. So once they opened at 7, it took like another hour for me to check out probably. Um, but I was inside for a lot of that time and, uh, it was definitely just much more pleasant. Uh, it was actually kind of subdued. I expected people to be a little crazier because they were at the main one. And like the people at the front of the line had been there since, you know, the middle of the day, Thursday. Uh, so <laughs> I thought that there'd be like psychopaths and really amped up people, but it was a pretty chill crowd. Uh, and it worked out swimmingly. So that was my Black Friday experience, and uh, that's what I do every Black Friday. I get a bunch of beer, and I got slightly less beer this year because I went alone, but I got a good allotment, and uh, it worked out. So there you go. Uh, two things. One, I guess the only story that I can uh, provide this anomalous or analogous, analogous. Anomalous. Anomalous is not exactly not nearly the word I really want to say. So analogous uh, was... 
Frank Thomas was signing cans of his beer huh. at, I think, at Benny's, but it doesn't really matter whatever, where it was. And we got there, and we waited, like, four hours before wow. we could ever... And, like, it was only supposed to be, like, an hour and a half that he was going to sign cans, but then they realized that the line was so long that he he's like he was like a good dude and decided to say i'm just gonna keep signing cans and go 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 what a nice guy Uh, he's got a big heart too am i right (laughs) oh uh and then so then we we eventually went home and drank some of his beer and it's it's bad i'm shocked it's like big hurt malt liquor oh no oh it's not like beer it's like malt liquor it's it's as though it's as though you're drinking like Mickey's, which no one does unless they're taping it to your hands. You know what I mean? I do from hanging out with you only, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> are you ready All for right. this? It's the show. All right, what are we doing? Oh, no. oh are we doing it's, this thing? This is it. It's the the special moment of this particular halftime has arrived. <clears throat> <clears throat> It is time for me to provide my rendition of All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. Uh, I will also not sing the entire song, just like Nick did not sing the entire September, because let's not torture ourselves. But uh, I'll give it a go. That's, ju- that's just mean. You can't do the entire song. Yeah. All right. Do you, do you want any build-in or lead-up to this, or do you just want to jump in? I think we're just going to jump in the, the deep end, my friend. Mariah okay. Carey. 1994 hit, Island for Christmas is You, famously easy song to sing, definitely for the men, uh, definitely preferred. So here we go. So we've also talked about Love Actually last week because mm-hmm. we're a bunch of straight dudes yep. talk about real manly shit. Yep. So we talked about Love Actually two weeks in a row. Yep. Okay. So we're doing some more. Now we're doing Mariah Carey shit. Yep. Okay. Now, also, it is just after 9 o'clock. I'm thinking Jen's up, but I don't know about your kids. So, you know what? I'm going to just see how this is going to go. It's going to go great. For the loudness. I'm going to belt it. Uh, Inside baseball, Jen is currently out of the apartment she went to Pilates and then the grocery store. So I want to get this done before she returns because well, I don't want her to them, hear it. All the mocha Pilates. She has to do Pilates. Uh, that's not very nice. I don't want her to be here because <laughs> I don't want her to it's hear a, this. Hey, stop, stop. It's a Kanye West song. Uh-huh. It's from the new workout plan. So do not think that <laughs> I am trying to say anything about Jen because that's not the case. I'm just trying to reference a song. So I just want that on the record. I would prefer to get this done before Jen gets back because A, it'll be embarrassing. B, it's kind of loud. C, she will yell at me for disturbing the children who are sleeping. So let's get this done with boom. Let's do this. Ah, <clears throat> uh, yeah. Here we do. <laughs> yep. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing Christmas tree I just want 
you. You got this. A minute 44 of Mariah Bliss. <clears throat> well, I, for one, think you nailed it. Thank you. I told you. She's better. She better watch out. Whew. Okay. I think, for one, that they're going to do a George Lucas-esque retelling of Love Actually, and they're going to put your voice over Mariah Carey because, I mean, honestly, after you hear that, you can't unhear the first one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I got it in the bag, and also, what you don't know, Nick, is that I'm just gonna fiddle with that for a while before I publish this episode, so it's gonna be stellar. I cannot wait to see all the distortions that you put in <laughs> over your voice. Just, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna just, like, Kanye it's way to hell. Oh, I do not, if I knew how to use auto-tune in post, I would totally mess with it, but I don't, I'm not going that far. I will not sound like an auto-tuned robot, uh, fem, I guess fembot at this, at that range. Uh, fembot. <laughs> auto, like auto-tuned we're, fembot. I'm gonna say, we're, t- we're, we're going through, like, awesome power stuff now. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. You didn't, uh, realize, you, you don't often see women of that caliber? Caliber. You see, by caliber, I mean both the quality of their character and the size of their gun. I'm shocked that we've gone this long and now just now realize that you can quote Austin Powers as well as I can. I know some Austin Powers, indeed. Big fan, big fan. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, it, to me, for me, it's kind of self-explanatory because everyone knows my James Bond is obsession. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the parody knockoff, which kind of like does the best things of James Bond. Makes sense for you, though. Yeah, interesting. I just thought it was super funny. It is funny. Like, you you understand what they're doing with the movies, but you're not, like, a huge James Bond fan, so it's not as though you're looking at those like, oh, my God, you, you totally sent up my movie. Nailed it! Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I am not a super fan. I am familiar with James Bond, so I know a lot of what they're referencing, not as much yeah. as you uh, but uh, yeah, still, it's in, it's just independently funny. It's just funny. Although you know, I haven't watched it in probably fifteen years, uh, so there's that it, too. You know what? I I was literally just had this thought. It was like, would that movie be funny right now? Mike Myers has lost some of his shine uh, over the years, so I could see it not. Yeah, funny. and especially obviously the second and third one, you're gonna have to leave by the the wayside. But the first one, I think it probably holds up. Somewhere. As as an aside, uh, my sisters have this penchant for buying me uh, birthday gifts based on. Did I, and did I say this last week? I don't know if I did. Uh, they have this penchant for buying me birthday gifts uh, based on Mike Myers movies. Like they bought me a gun rack, which <laughs> if 
Okay. I got it. So then you, because you have an older sister who is into things a little bit older than you, so you understand that Gunrack is a reference to Wayne's World, mm-hmm. the first one. Uh, mm-hmm. Stacy's so mental. Okay. I don't. I don't have a gun, let alone enough guns to necessitate a rack. Exactly. Yep. Yes. Um, so they literally uh, bought me for my this rec- most recent birthday a haggis. Huh. Gross. Which is from Soy Baird and Axe Murderer. I think that movie is. I did think that movie was very funny as well. That movie is still very funny. Okay. There you go. Hid, Dune, New. Look at it. It's like its own planetoid. S A T R Y D A Y. Yeah, I can go deep on that. Uh, speaking of movies and James Bond, are you interested in Knives Out and/or have you already seen it? I have not seen Knives Out. I do want to see it. I think it's going to be very good. But I hear there's a bit of a twist as to who the real main character is but since i don't i haven't seen the movie i don't know have you seen it i've seen it okay is it good it is good i will say from what i i don't know what uh you know you've heard about it or anything i think it was very very entertaining and very funny and very well written and good and the characters were fun i think it was a little overhyped for me on overall quality, especially of the quality of the mystery itself. Um, but it was a very enjoyable experience start to finish, for sure. Did you see Murder on the Orient Express? I have not. Okay. Shit. Um, I was going to say, compare them between the two of them, so it's really not going to go well. Uh, are you familiar with Agatha Christie movies or shows or books? In sh- I have not experienced Agatha Christie. Okay. Then this whole you should have this conversation will with go nowhere. Okay, so talk to the Boos about do. Agatha Christie. I'm going to talk to Boos about Agatha Christie. We'll record it, mm-hmm. and then we'll put it. We'll like just shove it in right here. Or actually, we're not going to because it's like a lot of work for you. But like maybe next week when there's like the response to, to the lady like response games. The response, the response, the response, the response. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe we'll talk. To, I'll talk to Abby about. Uh, Agatha Christie stuff. Okay. But, okay. Then, great. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Uh, no, with that, you need a... Moving uh, on, you say. That was the podcast uh, no, <laughs> You're welcome. So, my friend. So, my Agatha Christie. Again, what happens is. I was really hoping you would cut me off there because it would be funnier, but whatever. Uh, what y'all can't see is that Pat is just randomly clicking things on his computer, but because we're facing it right now, I can see his face while he's doing it. And one, he's wearing some ridiculous pajamas, which I also own. And then two, he's just mostly clicking things. And also he kind of looks like the guy from uh, Silicon Valley who has a long black beard and long black hair. So that's basically it. If you can envision that, but in like in holiday pajamas, perfect. I like that guy. He was one of the he's teachers. An epi- he's an epito, dude. He was uh, one of the teachers in Spider-Man Far From Home. And we're like, who is that oh, guy? 
He's in a he's in two different Marvel movies actually because he's an Incredible Hulk as like a security guard. Well, there you go. And then he's also yeah he's also in both Spider Man movies if I'm not mistaken as the same teacher character. Well, he was a delight, and he was very different from his character in Silicon Valley. Anyway, let's talk week one of the playoffs. I'd rather talk Marvel movies. I you have the spiciest matchup because it is a spousal playoff matchup which might be only the second time in league history i'm thinking possibly because uh meg murphy played tim in the championship season one but i cannot offhand think of any other time that spouses have met up in the playoffs so that's pretty exciting uh willing to willing to bet it's happened before but yes still very exciting as you may recall Nope. The men in the league do not have a lot of uh, historical success. I don't know what you're talking about. I won the a championship. And so I feel have like... You won a championship? I have not. Okay. The Casey won a championship. league will often not have spouses playing in the championship because oftentimes the guy is not in the playoffs. Anyway, let's talk about your matchup. There's two playoff matches and two reverse playoff matches and two teams on by so there's really four matches to talk about and two teams that we don't care about at all because they're just sitting on the beach sipping mimosas so first let's talk about pat dead by meat heart attack versus russ wilson's football planet uh first thing first, first thing. things first how annoying is it how annoying is it <laughs> fair point uh how annoying is it that my team name changes every week so that it's really hard to keep track of it? It's not hard. I mean, it's only hard when I can't read the whole thing because it cuts off in an ellipsis, but it's fine. Mm. I You're you're the only one that's doing that, uh, so it's not like I forget whose team it is or anything. Anyway, Nick Spear, you are playing against your wife, Meg Collins, who, as you may recall, was very strong for the first half of the season. And she has slowed down quite a bit. And so much so, in fact, that you, with com- two complete lineups, you are favored by nine points in round one of the playoffs over Russ Wilson's football planet. How do you feel? I can't tell you. This feels like a trap. <laughs> There's no winning here. There's no winning here whatsoever. If I win, I lose. If I lose, I might, I kind of win-ish. But like, then I still lose, though. So, no. Pass. Nick? Yes. I don't know if you're going to like this or not like this. Hmm. Are, we predi- are we doing the bet separately for playoffs? Is, obviously, it can't be. It's not going to be five every week. Anyway, I'm, I'm predicting you're going to win. I'm, you're going to go to the semifinals, my friend. You want to predict some stuff? Let's do it. I'll say I'll record it just because. Why not? All right. This doesn't the bet. The bet was the regular season, so the bet is over. Yeah. <laughs> the bet that we have no terms for. No terms that you lost. Uh, so we're both picking me. Woohoo! The other match that matters for the real playoffs is me versus Gary Nelson, Bill Swirsky Superfans versus You Can't Beat the Mingo, and I am currently a 12-point underdog to Gary Nelson. Doesn't feel good. It doesn't well, feel good. Apparently, you are not going to uh, beat the Mingo. I can beat Domingo. What uh, you have a potential for beating Domingo, but uh, you're not you're not projected to beat Domingo. Dalvin Cook, the number two running back on the season so far, averaging eighteen point five points. 
Uh, so a full five points less per week than Christian McCaffrey. So that's how good Christian McCaffrey was. But uh, yeah, so my team super sucked last week. And for that reason, not alone, but partially for that reason, I am predicting a big bounce back. And uh, for the 14th week in a row, I'm going to bet on myself. Hmm. Really? <laughs> okay. Seems cute. <laughs> betting in yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna take Gary because he's gonna kick your butt. He obviously is predicted to win by a not insignificant margin, but uh, you know, I I would be so mad if you were right when you said all season long that I was gonna lose in the first round. However, you said I was gonna do super awesome and then flame out in the first round, and I stopped being super awesome weeks ago so it's not exactly what you predicted but anyway i mean if you have to use that as the small Mm. caveat to why i was not insanely correct sure good for you i just realized i uh for the other two matches for the reverse playoffs i have to because we care about the what I guess we're now calling the boosts playoffs as opposed to the Sacco playoffs. Um, I need to manually reset the schedule because it does not have it in reverse playoff format. Okay. We're back. back. All right. Okay. I have manually adjusted the boost playoffs because since we play it as a reverse playoff, we seed it as a reverse playoff. So, It's supposed to be 10 versus 7 and 9 versus 8, which it was not set up for. So the actual matchup for the Constellation Ladder is Parasaltic Chain Reactions at the Ignorant Sluts and Good Enough and Smart Enough at the Girly Men. And uh, as you may suspect, these are lopsided matchups because the bottom two teams did not do very well this year. Wouldn't it be funny if Jen lost two more weeks in a row and she won the boost? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it actually would be funny that would be so aggravating I mean not, not for her because no, or you yeah no it would be bad for me yeah but anyway so I'm gonna go okay. with uh, Jen over Alex and Annalisa over Meg Murphy because those teams did significantly better throughout the season then I will peg you in for Jen and Annalisa there you go there goes the hard-hitting analysis that we've had that you come to know and expect from this podcast. It's pretty astounding. I think you came for the Mariah Carey performance and you stuck around to the end out of boredom. That's what really happened. Because you literally have nothing else to do with your life. So you're like, ah, I'm going to do. Exactly. Not listen to this podcast. I've only got like five other podcasts I kind of like listening to. So might as well listen to the two dumb assholes that I know and kind of like listen to them talk about for some stuff exactly well on that happy note i think that's about it for this week my friend uh perfect perfect we nailed it another another hit in the can really stuck the landing is what we're trying really on a high note just like mariah carey (laughs) (laughs) yeah there you go i think i thought you crushed it Thank you, sir. Again, wait until you hear it after I fiddle with it. <clears throat> You're good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, everybody, good luck in the playoffs, especially me.
farewell. <laughs> uh, good luck to everyone who's me as well. So, yeah. Ta-ta! Later.